Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm the host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premier location where women physicians learn about business so that they can have the freedom to live their best life. We have this podcast, we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians, we create opportunities for each other, and we network. We have a summit twice a year, which is absolutely free. I've created a journal to take a deep dive into what you really want. Lastly, we've created a business school all about community and accountability. We're going to have masterclasses, we're going to have group coaching, and we're going to have actionable steps. You'll be given a blueprint for your business. And this will launch September 2022. Come and learn from industry experts because I truly believe that not one person knows it all. And the more people that you listen to, you'll have better ideas. We're going to have brainstorming sessions as well, but it truly is all about community and accountability. Make sure you get on the early bird pricing. That will be $500 for the full year. Yes, you heard me right, $500 for the full year. You don't need a high ticket item to learn about business. I've been through this before. I've built up other businesses. I've helped other people. And if we all come together, which I'm planning on doing, you'll see that we're going to have a ton of value at a very low cost price. On top of that, I want you to witness how this can be done. So come and join me as I build out our Female Physician Entrepreneurs Business School. You will be absolutely amazed. Today we'll be speaking with Dr. Dina George, who helps women physicians with their messaging and mindset. She's all about telling our story. You can find her at georgemdcoaching.com. Dina, you're going to talk about objections tonight and how, go ahead, take it away. So my hope is that we can have a conversation. And I think that the value that we offer is to be a guide on an experience. And what we do is as guides, and that's whether we're physicians, whether we are functioning in a business with a product or a business with a service, we're a guide and we provide context. So when we operate as a physician and we provide context, that means We hear what the patient says, we see what the exam and the data show, and then we put it together and we explain it, why they felt that way, why they've been experiencing this. And we may not know why it happened, but we can at least say that right up a problem pain, that's from your gallbladder, right? So we can give context to the experience. And tonight, my hope is in our conversation, we give context to what entrepreneurs are experiencing or want to be, can can envision themselves being, what they're experiencing. And that's the internal objections that we have. So I made a list of 10 and thought we could talk about how they show up. We'll, we'll go for however long that we have. How they showed up, how they've shown up for you or what you're seeing. We'll give context so that, that everyone that is watching this can know they're not alone and they're not the only one. So here's the first one. This isn't a good time. What do you think, Sharon? How many times did you say that? I think that's never a good time. I always say this as far as growing our businesses, right? Everyone says, I can't do this. There's no time. I have kids. I have family. I'm working. I want to do this or that, but there's just no time. I think that when you make something a priority, when it's really important to you, you will find the time to make it. I myself, I get up around 5, 5.30. And 
I'm able to work. I start work around eight o'clock. So I'm able to get that time done. Granted, my children are older now. My daughter is away in college, but also like tonight coming on, do we have to do this? No, we don't have to do this, but it's a great way to network. The biggest thing about growing your business is always networking. So you guys have got to get out there. I know we're going off a little, but that's so it's like extremely important network. You will grow so much faster. So as far as there's no time, I always say, what is your time audit? What are you doing with your time? I don't think most of us know where we're spending our time. We just know that we go, 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 right? Well, we're in positions. We have so many things on our plate. Even just women in general, we have a lot on our plate. So if you don't have time, it, you're either not prioritizing or you really need to sit back and where are you spending your time? You know, you go on TikTok, you think you're going to be there 10, 15 minutes, you're there an hour. Where are you spending your time? So, yeah. but the objection, you know me, like I'm pretty like right to the point. You're going to, Dean is always more diplomatic. Dean is just wonderful with her wording. He's excellent. So we're back in medical school. I went to the military medical school. So my experience was different. And when we asked, we were only 22% women. When we asked, when is a good time to have a baby? There wasn't a good time. So I had to learn to say, if it's never a good time, it's always a good time. And my mind is really good about going, well, it's going to impinge on family. Well, it's, it's football season. It's not a good time. And I had to learn how to recalibrate it and say, if it's never a good time, it's always a good time. And it is time to move forward. So overcoming your own objection is what helps you to powerfully overcome or help somebody, not overcome on your own, but to help somebody overcome theirs, to show them what's really going to be different in a month, three months, six months. Chances are they're going to be in the same place with the same objection. Chances are you're going to be in the same place with the same objection and this unfilled calling that kind of hurts your heart because you know that there's something more. So overcome that objection. It's always a good time and you can figure it out. All right, number two, it won't work. Fear, that's usually comes from fear. It's fear-based. Is the class half full or is it half empty? With us working with our group, women physicians, how could you say it? it's not going to work? You got into medical school. What's the percentage of people that actually get into medical school? It's low. It's 5%, 10%, I think maybe around seven, like it's somewhere in there. What are the chances that it's not going to work? In general, businesses will fail. We know that startups. So that we go in there with that concern. But honestly, if you are surrounded by a network, if you take your time and really learn the business, and more importantly, you reach out for help because that's how you learn faster. I don't think there is any failure. I really don't because even if you can say, I'm not going to stay in this financially, it doesn't make sense. I'm losing money, you know, and you've given it enough time. You've always learned from that. Well, my six, my failures, whether it's a lingerie company that I've done in the, the past, some skincare was actually really good, but I've had some failures in my life when I've started businesses, but I learned a ton from that. So what you highlight in this one is what comes up is guilt, that that sense of guilt if I spend time and it doesn't work because it has to work. Perhaps shame is in this one, shame for wanting something else, wanting to do something that other people aren't doing. And, and that fear of being seen, that fear of, of moving away from the pack. So overcoming this internal objection means saying, 
it's okay if it doesn't because I can learn. It's okay if it doesn't because I can grow. It's okay if it doesn't because it doesn't for a lot of people, but I need to get started because there's something in there that needs to be expressed, which is a calling, which is a way to help relieve suffering because that's what we do. We solve problems and we help to reduce suffering. So when you express your calling, when you take the next step and you form the business, you grow the business, you explode the business, you solve problems at a greater level and you reduce suffering. That's the reason to overcome this one. That's the reason to help others overcome theirs. Number three, it's going to take too long. Everything takes too long. Come on. Everything that's worthwhile takes too long. Well, nothing is short. Nothing happens overnight. There's no silver bullet. It takes work and it takes time, but you learn in the process and you make it more solid. Yeah. So as women physicians, we want it now. Actually, we wanted it two weeks ago. But next is we want it right now because we can cognitively understand it, like build a business, make an offer. We got it. The reality is that there are a lot of steps within that. So it takes too long, which I think, okay, I have this one life and how do I want to use this one life? What am I willing to do? And if it takes longer, is it still worth it? That's what I ask. Is it still worth it? If it takes a year and I can help 50 people, is it still worth it? And the answer is yes, because in that amount of time, if I've learned how to serve 50 people, that means the next 50 people, it's not going to take as long. And the next 50 people is probably going to be 100 people, right? So it, it really accelerates. But when you start, it is not going to be as fast as you want. It's not going to feel like it's successful in the moment. And it's learning to hang on because what you're doing matters. Number four. I don't know how to do it. That's easy. There's so many people out there to help. You are not the first one doing it. You're probably not the first one that's going to fail. Sorry, we all have to fail here. No, that's, there's plenty of people out there. You just have to have the resources. And I think typically women physicians don't always ask for help or I know myself, I don't like to ask for help. It was during our training. You couldn't ask for help. That's just how we're trained. But no, there's plenty of people out there to help. It's always connection and, and resonating with somebody. Maybe you'll have a mentor and you will connect with that person, but there's others out there. It's not a reason to give up. Yeah. So I've said this hundreds of times. How about you, Sharon? No, not, not that one. Other not ones. One. Yeah. Yay. Well, you're the perfect leader. <laughs> no, no, because, I, you know, you do those personality tests. I'm always into it. I've always been like the problem solver. I love that. I find that challenging. It's meeting people. And I love networking. You know that. Yeah. So many of us high achievers, we, if we don't know how to do it, we can't believe that it's real or that it's possible. And we turn off. So we limit ourselves to the things that we know how to do. The, the challenge is to stay engaged and to continue to grow when you're limited to what you already know how to do. So what I'd say is whatever it is that you want to do, just plan on not knowing how to do it. And then realize that everything that you've ever done, you've had to learn how to do it. And there's a process to it. It's asking, it's doing a little bit of research, it's making a decision and moving forward. It's learning, it's picking yourself off the ground because you will fail. I have failed so many times. You will fail, but you don't have to fail alone. And you truly can in the, the concept of fail forward, 
you really can move forward from that. All right, number five, it's gonna cost too much. Oh, it's like a medical education doesn't cost too much. I was lucky to get into state school. What's the average coming out of loans? 250,000. I think it's even more than that now, nowadays. What costs too much? If it's worth it for you, you, you find the money and you invest. You invest in yourself. That's the best investment we can make. So my husband gave me the best compliment in the whole world. He said, how much do you think we've invested in your brain? And I came up with a number and he said, that's not nearly enough. We need to keep going because this matters. I was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. That, that is a cool husband. That is a very supportive husband. I love my husband. He's a really good guy. It's just different personalities, right? Like he's not a risk taker. Your husband is like, this is important to invest in, you know? Right. And we are important to invest in meaning investing in how we grow our mind and who we're surrounded with and the questions that we think. If you take two people, the difference in their lives is based on the questions that they ask of themselves and the questions they ask of others. That's it. That's what determines how they think and what they're going to think about. So surrounding yourself in community with people who want to grow People who have fallen and know what it's like and gotten back up. That's what is incredibly important. Invest in yourself. Invest in those opportunities to continue up-leveling and asking better questions. It's like, what's the difference between a medical student and somebody who's been an attending for 10 years when they entered the patient's room? It's the quality of the questions that they ask. And it's giving context all along the way to the answers. So it, it's going to cost, yes. And when you have seen progress on your journey, when you're helping others, when you're feeling that momentum and that success, you will say, I would have paid 10 times as much. Number six, I hate selling. Yeah. So women physicians in general, but people don't like selling, right? They feel like, well, it comes from a number of different reasons. No self-worth. I'm not, my product's not good enough. I'm not good enough. That's a problem. I always say it's your message and you're so much into messaging and marketing. You have to believe in your product and service. And I believe that you wouldn't have created it unless you thought it was going to help other people. So you have to believe in it. And really all you're doing is just sharing, right? That product or service will help somebody else. And you're just sharing about it. Do you have to say like, buy my product, buy my product? No, that's not how we approach it at all. Loans before neo home loans, I'm going to give them an example. They came in, they do loans. That's not what they spoke about. They spoke about investing. It's all about education and helping and making a connection. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't realize exactly what they were doing until you asked them the question at the end. Right. So, so they are sharing value. They're offering a service, but you wouldn't know what the service was necessarily through their presentation. And it was wonderful to hear that from you. So when I hear this objection that starting a business means you have to sell, what I would say is you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be cheesy. You don't have to be, you don't have to say things that aren't authentic. You don't have to pay for ads. You don't have to do any of it. You can do it your way. You do need to, to tell people that you can help. That's what you need to do. 
share that you can help, share that you understand that they are in pain, that there is a problem, that there is a solution. Even if it's not a permanent solution or a 100% solution, there is a solution and life can look better and feel better. So until people know, you're not going, your business isn't going to go anywhere. But once they know, that's when your business takes off. So share a message, share an offer to help, share an understanding and shift your identity because truly we are selling all the time as physicians. We're selling our recommendations. We're selling somebody that their health can be better. We're selling them that if they quit tobacco, their life can be better, right? So we're selling all the time. We don't call it that. We say we're advocating. We say we're being helpful. We're sharing science, but, but truly, if, you're selling. So Agreed. The same thing applies in, in your business, which is share value. Don't be cheesy. Use an authentic voice. All right. Number seven. I don't know anyone who's doing it. Then you haven't looked far enough. You haven't <laughs> looked far enough because there's very few people that come up with an idea. And there's very few people that come up with the original idea. Most of us are coming up with ideas that are already out there. Just they're modified somewhat. They're modified and kind of your approach with it. So no, there's somebody out there. There's always somebody ahead. I encourage mentorship, right? Reaching out to people. They're not necessarily your competitors. It gets to a point where they're so far, they've done this, they just want to help people actually. And, and those people are out there. Find them on LinkedIn, chat to them. The most anyone can ever say is no, they don't get, or they don't get back to you or they say no. Who cares? We we just keep on going, right? That's the bottom line. It's a, it's about sharing our message or product. And if you can't get it out there, no one's going to buy. You won't be able to help people. So you know how to do it. You know people that can help. You may not know them today, but you start asking, you'll find them. So it's like you've got your boxing gloves on and you're like ready. Boom, got that one. Boom, got that one. <laughs> Because it comes from the heart, because it's some my belief. If I didn't believe it, I, it would be very hard to say anything. What I see in this one is that fear of standing out. When, when we, as physicians, when we have evidence to back us up, you know, when we have randomized controlled trials and these things to back us up, we're willing to stand up, stand out, send a message. And when it comes to something that's our own idea, our own opinion, our own product that we created, stepping up and standing out is scary. So not knowing anyone who's doing it and feeling very alone is scary, which is the perfect reason to join the FPE business school because you're not alone. Even if your product or service has never been created before, there are plenty of others who will surround you who are doing the same thing who are growing in the same way. And your customer or client or patient is afraid of standing out and stepping up too. So overcoming this for yourself means you have more credibility and you have more confidence to help somebody else overcome it as well. Number eight, why can't I just be happy with what I have? So that may be an issue here, and that's that's a hard one. I because I'm still saying that one. Yeah, you know, I have a lot of things going on. I think that there's a in a calling. You have to evaluate what's going on. You have happiness and, and health, and those are like the most important things, right? But then after that, what else do you require? 
And if you feel like you need something else, I feel like maybe you're not fulfilled all the way, like whatever you're doing, your job, your career currently, maybe not fulfilling you all the way. It doesn't mean you have to switch. It could be something like, I just need more hobby. I need more friendships. I need to fill my time with something I enjoy that will really comes down to fulfillment. Yeah. What do you think about that one, Dina? This one is a way we beat ourselves up because there's this assumption that the only time that we could want something different is if we're unhappy. So what I would say is you can be totally happy with what you have and you could want more. You could be totally happy with the iPhone 5 and want the iPhone 6 because you're up leveling. You're challenging yourself to grow at, an, at a new level, to grow new skills, new connections, to be somebody you've never been before. And that's what we like to do as physicians. We like to continue learning and growing, not being stagnant. Tina, this like resonates with me so much. My husband had said a few months back, I got a certification and it took a lot of time. This failure rate is very high and I passed it. And he's like, so what's next? I'm like, I don't have anything next. What do you mean? Because you'll have something next. And now, you know, there's always something next, like this business program and other things along the way. There just is. Yeah. So what I would we say, grow. and it looks like there's a comment. Why do you keep taking project after project? But it's so true. That's what she just said. And I'm like, I understand. That's just me. Yeah. So, and what I think is to continue growing, to continue learning, to contribute at a higher level. That's the best feeling. To be able to increase the amount of influence or impact. That's the reason to keep doing it. it, it somebody is not necessarily going to be any happier at the next destination. It's the journey that we go on to be able to have more powerful conversations, to be able to reach more people, to, to be able to reduce more suffering. So in speaking to why can't you just be happy with what you have, you can. You can be totally happy and you could want more because there's something in there that's saying, it's time, it's you, I'm calling you. You see this is a problem that isn't getting better. You see that there are companies or people who are trying to solve it that are scamming perhaps, or that aren't doing a good job and you know how. That's the reason to do it. The daughter says, why would you stop at a million if you can have a billion? Good job, mom. She's motivated. All right, number nine. There's no way I can work, have a family and start a business. Time, priorities. Yes, you can. Because you've been doing it, maybe not the business, but you've been doing other things. Something is filling up your time. You can. It's a matter of priorities and making time for it. Yeah. So this one's about scarcity, right? There's not enough of me. And there's going to be even less if I do something more, which defaults to why can't I just be happy with what I have? And what I would say is you can't do it the same way you're doing it. You can't clean the house, cook all the meals, get buy all the clothes, get the kids everywhere they need to go, make sure that your partner is doing well and taking care of their needs and start a business and go to work. So it's figuring out a new balance and figuring out what it is that you can own with the percentage is gonna be a lot less than what you currently do. And you can still be a fantastic mom, wife, daughter, sister, what any role, physician, you can still be fantastic 
You can consider yourself fantastic if you're not doing all the things and you're spending time on something that brings you to life. All right, number 10, it's just a crazy idea anyway. But it's your idea. And I don't know about you or the, who's out there listening to this, but if it's your idea, would you be able to let it go? I'm always afraid of what if, like what if I, you know, if on my deathbed, I had that idea, but I didn't do that. I don't know, that, that would bother me. I'd rather try. I'd rather know yes, that at least I tried. We regret the things we don't do. We regret the things we don't do. So it might be crazy. It may not work. It might look very different in the end than it does look now. But you get to feel good about what your idea is or what your business is. You get to have, be proud of it no matter what stage it's in. It's kind of like a new baby. You'd get to just love it and delight in it and see what's going to happen and feed it and nurture it and grow it while you're growing yourself. And it doesn't mean different than a baby. It doesn't mean it has to take all your time and all your energy, but it can be yours. It's not crazy. It's a culmination of your whole life experience that's, that you're able to bring together now in a unique way to meet needs that are currently not being met. So what I would say is in overcoming objections, our mind knows our most sensitive areas, and it's going to attack those areas when we threaten balance, when we threaten stability, when we want to grow or change. And those areas are time, money, effects on the family, the fear of loss, and the fear of failure. To so anticipate it. Anytime you want to do something new, something different, anticipate it not only for you, but for your customer. They're going to have the same objections as they want something new or different. They want to establish a new identity, just like you're establishing a new identity to either start your business or a new identity as you grow your business. They're trying to do the same thing. So anticipate their fear of failure, their fear of losing, their fear of imposing on the family or changing their role of the family, their fear of wasting money or wasting time, which they feel like they don't have enough of. And when you've overcome it for yourself, you'll have a lot more compassion and a lot more confidence to show people what's on the other side, which is their life can look better and it can feel better, that you can help them solve this problem you can help alleviate the pain that they're in to move forward to whatever looks like better for them. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.